Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. at the same time. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. Oh my gosh. What, what, what is your that? special, it's your special introduction voice. Am I a tenor, I guess? I've never, I've never, I've never been told by anyone. No, that's, you sound more like some, like, uh, sort of like hello. a, like, uh, you know, like the, the, uh, the dramatic guy. Uh, you remember that scene on Father Ted when they're in the lingerie department and the yeah. guy can't stop speaking <laughs> dramatically? That's what you sound right, like. Right, like I, Matt I was going to say, whatever the, the, voice name is for a small child I, I would say it's like that one is it alto soprano that one right an alto oh is it alto wait which which one's the like the really high-pitched one that's not alto is it is or that's well, just I thought alto meant really really high really high oh yeah you're probably right actually you think about the actual word alto alto soprano yeah, that's right yeah. is a high female or boy's voice. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Lewis necessarily has a high boy's Hello, voice. What is this? Can you tell me if you're a singer? What is you this? Sound like tone? A, it, it sounds like a bit like Barry Manilow, like, you know, like I think he's a treble. On uh, on on you know, doing like a Vegas show or something. What are you guys? Because you're you're not exactly the the lowest of P flags. No, I have quite an irritating voice. I am in the Kermit spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean my voice is pretty irritating too. It's a lower, lower Yours irritating. Yours is a bit deeper. Uh, it's a lower yeah, register. You're probably yeah, a baritone, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like Sips, the word baritone just suits you, even if it's not the right pitch at all. Thank you very much. Thank Named you. after a guy called Barry. They all Barry, sound like Barry. Barry You've tone. got that kind of Barry yeah. tone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. How are you guys doing? How's doing how, right. how's your week been? You feeling feeling uh, good? Feeling healthy? I've had a I've had a good week. I'm I'm like a, today I'm a, like a little bit of a deflated gamer. I played uh, Valorant for the first time yesterday, and right. I did not enjoy it very much at all. And, I heard um, your like thirty second review of it, which was just that it was uh, it was basically why the how have they tried to design a game deliberately to be so boring. Um, yeah, well, sure. it felt like that. Yeah, I mean, and like a lot of like, I mean, it's it's an opinion, right? Like, I'm not, I, I'm no, not personally you've attacking people. You played a lot people. of games, you know. You're welcome um, to your but, opinions. Uh, but yeah, no, I just um, surprised. Like normally, like I I have like a high tolerance for like most games. Like I can't really think of too many games that I I I dislike. But I that I found the experience um, just miserable. It was just not not great. Uh, like I, I get that you need to have played CS:GO or whatever, but I just I'm I'm not I'm not sure I subscribe to the whole. Well, you you got to be good to have fun. I mean, it's where's the? <laughs> I just don't know yeah. where the where where the motivation to pour hundreds of hours into a game just 
for it to eventually be fun is like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel uh, like there should be things about it that are fun out of the box. You know? So this like, week maybe, I've been it's playing, just me, maybe. I don't know. I played a bunch yeah, yeah. of more board games. I've been trying to play like a new board game every day or two, right? And so I've played a bunch of board games this week um, and learned a few. And so board games are this thing where you buy a copy and it's like, you know, 40 quid and you play them once or twice usually and with maybe a couple of friends or... You got, and then it stays on the shelf until your parents come around and you look at it and you're like, oh, do I want to teach them how to play this board game? And they're like, and they're like, no. And so you end up playing code names or whatever. It's because um, right. they know that. Which, which is a great game. Which is a great game, by the way. Um, but I wouldn't really consider it even a board game. It's more like a short, yeah. easy card game. Or it's almost but like a little puzzle game. But do you think that, in a way, like one of the, th- I, I, do, I do enjoy board games, but much like Sips's problem with Valorant. If the board game is very complicated and takes a long time to explain to me and there's a lot to it, yeah, that's great for people who play board games a lot and are going to invest the time in that game. But I just want to play something where you go, okay, it's real simple. You do this, you do this, you do this, boom, let's play. Because it's more of a vessel for you to do something yeah. rather than just sit about. I mean, rather it... than we'll have to really unpack this game. There are some games where yeah. that's not too bad, but um, sometimes but there are other you games spend it's like so an complex. hour. It, it kind of depends on who you play with. Like I felt like uh, like this is a credit to Lewis. I've played like more board games with Lewis than I think I played with anybody. And uh, if a if a board game is is complex or you know has a bit of a learning curve, which you know some some board games do, like Flax was saying, um, Lewis, like I find Lewis pretty good at sort of guiding you through it, you know, like Aww. telling you the kind of moves and stuff that you can make or whatever. But it's it's more interesting, right? Like you feel like okay, yeah, this is a lot to like to learn or whatever, but I can actually have fun in this space, you know. Like I've learned True. these things that I can do, I can do them, you know. He's not like. He's not just like owning me left, right, and center because he knows how to play the game already or whatever. Um, and 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 that's fun. But like, yeah. uh, when I was playing Valorant, I just found there's no space to actually have any fun. It's like even mm. if you're playing with somebody who's really good and they're trying to teach you like where you need to be or whatever. So you walk around a corner, you're dead. It's just like uh, you shoot at a guy, it doesn't kill them, then you're dead. It's it's like it's it's it, it's so utterly unfun at times i, I feel like you're joining pretty late to the party right like it's yeah, been going sure. for a year yeah. and the people who are still playing are the ones who are decent I feel, yeah i, feel. I guess so yeah yeah like i feel like i feel like there's not too many noobs coming into the game at this point yeah at, at the same time like it's sometimes like that with with games like you know i played a couple of these games on tabletop and the guys i got completely flattened by this guy and i was like how many times have you played this and because i played it with three other randoms on the internet one of right. them was like oh this is my first game as well and the other guy was like i played it once and this guy was like uh according to my spreadsheet i've played it 78 times <laughs> and i was like are you fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. joking me <laughs> oh you know what another thing about if you're having to teach someone the game you know when you do all right let, let's do a dummy round let's just start it off and everyone blah 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 i often feel like for the new for the person learning the game they might still have fun but essentially it is hard if you've played a complicated board game before yeah. to get a good game like it's going to be a fairly simple it's just a way to spend some time and that's nice and everything but if you're looking for a good competitive game you really want to play against someone who's played it before yeah for example if i'm playing blood bowl which i've played a lot of blood bowl mm. and i'm playing against someone who's never played it before it, it's not really going to be a fun game and for sense either that, of you no yeah because they're they're presumably going to lose assuming the dice don't fuck even if over. even if you try and let them win you probably won't be able to 
Jamie. It would be hard to lose because there is there are there are a few simple tactical rules that once you get those down in Blood Bowl, the game does sort of start to make a lot more sense. But it's very easy to make boo boots. Like if I'm playing Blood Bowl against someone, I can tell fairly quickly whether they're any good or not. Um, and you come up against some guys who are ridiculously good and they just don't make mistakes, and you come up against some people who are just awful. Because I'm playing against a stranger and my guys might get some skill points out of it, it's actually pretty good. I don't mind those games. I'll just take the W. But if I'm playing with a friend it's going to be hard to get a good like when i played with tom that was good because he knows how to play i know how to play so it was a good competitive game but if tom had never played i don't know if it would be much fun for me because i'm like i don't want to beat this guy who's just learning the game because that's that's going to put him off it's not going to be fun yeah so i think that's that's a problem with board games if they're super complicated you need to find other people who play it yeah because i used to go to a war games club called stab that was the name of the club. Did that stand that's for something? Southbourne Tabletop and Board Gaming. So <laughs> 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 go there. Um, I can't remember if I've spoken about this before. On the podcast, I love that. Uh, yeah, it's so boring. It was a really, but, really but ballsy name for yeah. just. Oh, it's just a Southbourne Tabletop. And oh board man! Oh. But uh, the guys that ran it. Uh, this is when I would have been about thirteen or fourteen. My friend and I used to get the bus out there, and then when my friend William got older, when he was sixteen, and he he. Uh, he had a car um i think it was his dad's old car an old dolomite which is like a huge oh, metal, a, a, t- a little metal piece of shit basically but we went all over the place in this car like me and him drove up to london what the in fuck his is car. a dolomite we, i thought it was a kind of old, um, yeah it's a kind of stone or something right it's like a kind of rock you think it's a domino so no uh, if you look up no, the dolomite no, dominoes car, aren't a stone it still had a <laughs> it still had a choke so look, look up the triumph dolomite a it choke. is actually yeah a choke daddy I know. Oh, so the, the choke is like the thing that you pull to either restrict or unrestrict, I think, the amount of fuel going into something. Anyway, someone will know. So you, you, sometimes it wouldn't start. We'd have to, he'd be doing the choke and we'd have to give a little bump and everything. It was an old car, <clears throat> but we went all over the place in this thing. So we used to go to the, the ball gaming club. He'd pick me up and we'd drive over to South. It's the Ford. kind of car where on a cold day like today, it might not start and someone has to get oh, yeah. out and push it down the road. Oh, yeah. And oh. things, you know, the heat, it doesn't work. That Do you remember kind of the days like, when I've, I've, I did that? my dad's car a few times when i was just sort of you know like 10 or 11 you know the car wouldn't start and we'd be stuck yeah. in the village and he'd he'd sort of he would i wouldn't he'd be allowed to sit in the driver's seat you know and be the one you know on the wheel it would be him of course him sat there while i me and my brother were out pushing it like two of course kids. well yeah that was uh <laughs> you've got it because you've got to put it in you've got to know your role second. in those situations so. <clears throat> i think you meant to put it in second rather than first um, because oh. it is less resistant, so you put it in second, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, car owners, but I, I be- that's that's my sort of possibly uh, wrong piece of information. Is you put the car in second gear because in first there's too much resistance from the engine, so you put it in second to get it going, and you get a hill start going and give it a shove. I've had to do that. So it's a thing that that, that men do. Yeah. Where it's you're, always you're a little along. bit scary when you're when you're coasting along this car down the road and you're running out of road or something. Right, but it's quite exciting. It's like you, if, if it's it's a, it's a real it's one of those moments where strangers come together where there's someone and there's like there's someone pushing a car and you're like need a hand and they're like yes we do and you're like ooh and you drop what you're doing and run over and then you're both <laughs> pushing this car and when you get it going there's a sense of sense of accomplishment they're like cheers mate cheers you're like no problem lads that's true, just a man passing by it, ready to do however, man things however every time you do it and every time I've seemed to have done it recently I've forgotten the fact that you know I'm basically standing above the exhaust pipe and so as soon as the car fucking <laughs> sputters to life I just get doused in fumes like a coal miner the other thing you got I, I have done it before where I'm pushing so hard that when it does kick in it zooms forward a bit and i just fall on my on my on my face <laughs> i've done that once but 
and they were like, "Oh, cheers, bud, you're right." So yeah, cheers, guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's and then you high five, and you hope that guy just lives the rest of his life and has a happy time. Yeah, you know, never has to stop the car again. You never see. You never see him again. You know, there was no time to exchange numbers because, because you know, he's away at that point. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he couldn't thank you or anything. He's gone. Thank you. <laughs> Be well, little one. Never stop again. <laughs> he's still driving today. Yeah, yeah he is. Lesson. Oh, talking of transportation, yeah, uh, it's a it's a, it's a segue of sorts. The, we're landing on Mars, or the Americans are anyway. Let's say the Earth the Earth people are landing at Mars Perseverance is touching down tonight oh. at about seven fifteen. Um, that's when the broadcast begins. So I think it's meant to touch down around eight or something like that. Right, uh, very exciting. It's a proper. Sciency rover, like this thing, is not just one of those. No, things yeah, it's actually and... got instrumentation yeah, and stuff this to thing do is a banger of to a get rover. The, the business done. We've it's... dropped shit yeah. on Mars before. That's big, though. Like I think the, the I, I saw the last Mars rover, and it was like the size of a fucking small car. They're oh, they are. Big. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, big but this thing, this thing's the best one we've sent. Yeah. I believe. Okay. Um, How long does it take to like? When when was it launched? It was launched a couple of months ago, right? Was I it... think it takes about six months to get to Mars. Yeah, about six six to eight months because they they have to wait for it to be on its closest approach to Earth like this. So yeah. we're at our nearest point. And I, I don't think they send it off at that point. They send it just before that. So it's going to intersect at that nearest orbit. Yeah, and that's it takes the, about the best months. way to do it. There's some really interesting yeah. orbital like um, mechanics for like moving stuff between planets, right? And you have yeah. to, you could like kind of cheat by using the the way, the, the like distances they are away from the sun yeah. kind of to get it there much quicker. But the other classic thing is that you have to, any, any thrust you give to, to speed it up, you have to put back at the end right so it's yep. like this like thing where you could just if you're careful you could just give it a little bit of thrust and it will just go in the right direction and then mars will just catch up with it kind of thing yeah it's yeah. amazing it's really clever yeah it's uh, nuts it's, i love have, all that like in kerbal when you plan your route mm, it's please like that. don't mention kerbal <laughs> because i will play it again and it's just okay. it's one of those well, rabbit holes it, there's a second one coming out eventually isn't it yeah so it got delayed soon. it was supposed to be out this year actually but it's been yeah. delayed I, I get the impression it's called perseverance because the last, of course, we we all remember the poor British <laughs> one that just crashed and sort of burned yeah, the on the beagle. surface. The yeah, beagles. there's a, what was that one that the uh, that a lot of uh, British people worked on? It was the uh, was it Titan? It was the I, one? I think it was the Beagle. That was the e the ESA with the European Space Agency one. The one that, that it, um that, it the, touched down. The solar panels didn't open out properly, and it oh, died. Oh, was that beagle? It was very okay. sad. Yeah, everyone yeah. was very sad about it because it had the name of a dog, and yeah, you know, it felt was... like a little. We'd sent a puppy to Mars, and it had perished. Yeah, and all these old men with their beards were all very much like it was their puppy, you know, because they'd all spent, you know, yeah, years well, I mean, working on this bloody thing. Well, how would so you life, feel? You, you know, you spend your whole time working on that and it should work and then it doesn't work. It's like, you know, when you go to um, turn on your uh, your TV and uh, use the on-demand function on your TV and it just doesn't work and you're just sitting there thinking like, this works every day and now today it doesn't what's going on and then yep. you turn it off and on again and it works again yeah i guess you can't you do that with a, that option with there, a rover yeah. or a satellite or whatever like just, turn it off and on again. i think yeah. there were because they didn't really even know what happened originally right um with beagle 2 but i think they, they they managed to get a telescope to show that it had um actually landed on mars but i think it was supposed to open out like a flower right and yeah. I, I think what happened was one of them got like stuck and prevented all the others from opening. Right. So it's, it's sort of permanently like kind of still closed, which is a bit I mean, of a strange... couldn't they send Perseverance over to give it a little bump? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Give it a little, just nudge it. Just drive Perseverance <laughs> but, into it a little bit. But what happens when that thing gets stuck? It's like farming sim. Do you know what I mean? Then someone has to get another <laughs> one to free that. And then before you yeah. know it, you've just got this conga line of 
probes stuck at each other on just Mars. Just into each other. Yeah. I don't know. Like, at what point do we do it? Does it does it become like just a disaster? But I'm assuming technology has increased in the ten years or twenty years, maybe since it was sent. I can't remember. I don't even know when it was sent. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't, the the thing is with all of this stuff is it has to be very small and light. So when they send these things out there, they're like, it has the processing power of a printer. You're like, great. Like you couldn't send something fancier, but they can't because it has to be super light and super durable and everything. And it always seems like they send a calculator up there to do uh, a computer's work, but um, we'll so see. I, Maybe I think one time. of the interesting things I heard was that one of the reasons, so, so you, know, you know at the moment there's like an NVIDIA chip shortage um, because everyone's oh, buying them I? to make Bitcoins and stuff. Oh, do I, buddy? Oh, shit, because of course you bloody, well, your graphics card broke and you had to try and yeah, buy a new let's one. let's talk about that in a moment. Well, they're oh, like, my God. anyway, uh, 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 just uh, interestingly, I think like there's a lot of... Um, they kind of they kind of understand when they make these chips, right? That the errors will go in and they can't stop them, right? And right. so what they do is they make all these chips, all these all these chips with all the multi-core chips, and then they test them all, and they find that quite a lot of them have cores that don't work. And so what they do is they just disable four or or a certain amount of the cores uh, that, are, that are defective, and then sell those as like the lower end graphics cards, right? And the ah. ones that are all working are just sold as the high end ones. So it's kind of the it's the same it's a, it's a really strange thing, but I guess it just must be a part of the manufacturing process that these defects just you can't be avoided right they just yeah. slip in and, and i mean a certain if, you, if you look at how them, complicated it is like it's it's so it's the, the 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 architecture of these chips and how they sort of grow them almost in the lab is insanely it is, complicated it's it so bananas it makes me think like we are living in some alternate like this is this is the kind of stuff i don't know it just it's so complicated some of these technology things are like so crazy how they get how they figured out how to do it you know, because it uses quantum like theory and stuff to like do some of these things as well, which is really? crazy. That uh, anyway, it's too crazy. But the point is that I think when you send something into space, there's a lot of cosmic radiation, and mm. it can you can understand how that could um, you know fuck it up. Well, fuck it up basically because yeah. the, the Earth shields us from almost all of the harmful cosmic rays. But when you look at astronauts' helmets when they've come back and stuff like this, you see that the cosmic rays have like like almost created this kind of like these these jagged um, microscopic pieces of damage through their spacesuits, right, in space. And so mm. if you're sending a mission, you know, you have to have it be protected from radiation. But in order to do that, you need, like, you know, a large amount of shielding. Like, um, and so I think having, you could see how chipsets could be vulnerable to... Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's so witty. It's so witty. Yeah. So, so I mean, I just, think, I just find it so interesting that... that and so I think you have to have redundancy, right? You have to have, like, multiple systems... Like the film Armageddon, right? You have two rockets. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. One yeah, of them yeah. You goes, have to have. Um, yeah, in case something breaks, you have to have like. Um, you'd have two Bruce Willis's. You'd have you need two. two Bruce, yeah. We we need also, twins. Also, in, in the film Contact, they build the the thing, and then uh, they're like, "Oh, it fucking blew up because the terrorist blew it up." Yeah. And then there was, uh, I think it was John Hurt, might have been the super rich lad in that, and he was like, "I built another one in secret." That's <laughs> <laughs> so like, right. Yeah. Well, that's in handy. Japan or whatever. I that's watched yeah. that movie. Lately, it's, for, it's forward thinking there. You, the you Japanese have made us another one in secret. It's like, oh, good. <laughs> in the Martians? Oh, the rocket blew up. Oh, the Chinese have got one. Oh, we'll use that one. It's like, yeah. Oh, the Martian was great. Back. I like that, actually. It was yeah. My great, kids loved that 
great film. I didn't expect them to. Yeah. They loved it. I thought it was good. They loved it. It's a good so, one. Like, can what, we watch oh, that one with the man on Mars? Oh, so my graphics card. Oh, okay. Or Mars. Do you want to know about that? Go either of those stories. Let's go, right. let's let's go let's with the graphics card. Let's do the graphics card, card and because... then we'll, as, a, as a break, and then we'll yeah. go on to Mars. As an interlude. So the, the what did you do? What, what kind of VR 3D porn were you watching that fried your <laughs> graphics card? Tarkov. It was Tarkov. It was just one of the fans gave up. Um, it and it was it's... so. What was happening was it was wobbling. So one of them was nice and steady. The other one, you could sort of bump it up and down, and it sort of wobbled on its on its central fulcrum axis. Right, I don't know. Okay. The central right. point was wobbly. So as it's spinning, it starts to to. So there's a little play in the uh, in the fan, and it's moving up and down, and it's going <laughs> rubbing against the edge of the the case. Yes. And I was like, ah. Oh, Fuck. Very common. So it was it wasn't a bearing; it was just rubbing against this. Is this uh, is this because this, this a lot of cards do you, you can remove the coolers on them and put right. aftermarket coolers on? Could you not do that yeah. with yours? I I can't. Right. One one could. I I've okay. done that on a couple of my cards before um, in the Good past, but I, a lot of them now have this are, are like this one big block, right? And you they they're not designed to have the stuff removed anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't want to put anything on. It's not it's not a question of it running hot. I'm happy with the temperature. My case, I, I have like six other case fans in there or something because I thought, you know, let's just it's, it's a nice simple cooling system. It gets up to about with both fans running, I can keep it at about 74 75 degrees, which is fine. Yeah. So, I was happy. Uh in the summer, I just stick my big floor fan on there to to help out and it it's Gucci. With Jeez. No so, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's time the, for an upgrade when you're opening your PC and putting a I'm not floor fan the in there. No, no, I'm not. I'm not opening the PC. It, it, it's honestly fine. Like I ran it over the last summer. It was hot last summer. No problems. No, the, the issue was just that the fan broke. So I was trying to stream Tarkov, and Tarkov, as Sips and anyone who plays Tarkov will know, is a very sound, intense game. You need to be able to listen, yeah. hear the rustle of a lad in a bush, hear a footstep, clonk clonk. What's that? Is there a lad in a boom boom? So you got to listen all the time. Yeah. So with, <laughs> that I couldn't. I was like, is that a ladder? Is that my fucking graphics card? So chat was like, uh, we need to do. Uh, they were suggesting all this shit. <laughs> and then finally, that, someone I said, "I love that. That's what you see Twitch chat as." That's it. <laughs> Can I just get a few more just feelings of what the kind of what kind of Twitch chat means to you? Imagine they're giving right. you advice on, let's say, um, you're in a situation. My drivers on my graphics card. How about that was a classic. Oh. There was I had a driver problem. There was they a, can update. be tremendously helpful at times, um, but it, it is for the most part. Oh my god, it's it's hard. It's, awful. it's very hard <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Your car's, your car's not starting. Simple. Twitch chat is outside. <laughs> They're gonna help you, help you get just, going. Just all you need to do is open it up, and uh, it's very simple. Anyone can do it. You just open it up, take the engine out, reseat the engine, and away you go. <laughs> very easy. <laughs> uh, a fool can do it. Like, what, what do you know about it? Well, I just googled that. I just googled that. So, so yeah, I fucking googled that as well. You melon. So th that's the kind of thing that they do. Is they'll be like, I will help by googling, and they Google, <laughs> and then they tell you a thing that they Google. I'm like, you, you don't know. That's you don't so know. True. It's so true. You've just Googled it because I wanted. I just wanted to help. They shut the fuck up. That would help me because I'm super stressed about this. It's <sighs> pissing me off. I've got this noise twenty four hours. Oh 
shit going on in my office. It's driving me up the wall. The one good piece of advice I got was from my friend JJ, who said, get MSI Afterburner or some kind of fan control program. Reduce one fan down, pump the other one up. You could even reduce the power to the GPU if you wanted to, and hopefully that'll fix the problem. It didn't fix the problem. No, so but at least it was like a sensible thing to do. It was, it right? was a decent suggestion. And JJ was the one who designed like my computer. The dude knows a lot about PCs. He does reviews for for all kinds of stuff. I trust his opinion. And I know he's like a real man. I, I had the exact same thing. I was playing GTA uh, on NoPixel, you know, the RP thing. And yeah. uh, so the so it's GTA 5, but it's it's heavily modded. There's lots of mm -hmm. extra stuff. Uh, there's lots of changes. You, you, there's lots of characters you can play as that are kind of like uh, NPCs in the game or whatever, which I think messes up some of the controls and stuff sometimes. So um, on PC, if you press V, uh, it should change your camera angle, right? And you can get like the sort of like far, the far yeah, back view first person as well, of your yeah. character. Um, but it wasn't working. I was pressing V and it wasn't working. And this, it was like, it was like a call went out all over the internet like all of a sudden i don't know if it was just people um who weren't listening or maybe people were just flooding into the chat like to offer this advice but it was just a constant like just press v press v I was like, i'm pressing v what do you want me to do i've pressed v like that's the first thing i did oh my uh, god how after an hour of having this issue is this the solution? And 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 you're actually going to the effort of typing it out. Like it's it's what this is like. What the NASA control center was like. It's like we've lost Beagle two. Said the word out, and they're like, Have press, you press V, v? <laughs> press V, press V. Yeah, no, 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 we press V. Says you have to What's press the first v? thing you did? Uh, we press V. Oh, okay, uh, press V again. Nope, still, still, still nothing working when you press V. Yeah, but it was like it, it was like uncanny. It was like the minute I had an issue. Uh, it felt like all of a sudden we gained like a hundred thousand viewers, and all of them had the had the solution. Uh, and then yeah. we couldn't fix it, and it or doesn't work. somehow randomly just like mashed my keyboard and it fixed it. And then they they just all left. They're like, my job here is done. <laughs> they just walk out. In the I must sunset. go and help someone else. <laughs> Somebody else needs so me to tell them to press one, V one somewhere. One of the suggestions sure. that started coming up was just ask the Yolks cast to send you a graphics card. And my response to that was was very negative. I was like, they, they don't just have graphics cards lying around the fucking office. They need those PCs for work. What do you think it is? Some kind of shop? Like they just have spare graphics cards? I'm not going to bother them to go and open up one of their PCs, take a graphics card out. Yeah. And I like I was like, I fucking worked there. I have worked there. I know the office. I was getting really irate. And in the end, you know, I mentioned it. And Lewis was like, oh, we'll send one out. Daft sent one. Next day delivery. It arrived. <laughs> and I was, uh, I had to, to, a massive climb down. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I really didn't think they would have one. That's my bad. But I, I you know, I hate to ask. Man, for, you should have just kept going. Them. You should have just been like, they sent me the wrong card. They didn't send me a good, <laughs> you know, like you should have just kept on with it. I, I couldn't Never double back down. down. I couldn't do that. I was, I was, I was wrong. Yeah. So the I got a 1080 to tide me over. It, there the noticeable difference, by the way, between the 1080 and the 2080 with the with Tarkov. Like, yeah. It, it was I had to trim a lot of stuff down, and I was like, wow. Like I I I kind of got used to having just everything on ultra. It and does Max look pretty. It's a pretty. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's I, intensive. I can't really think of many other games that are as graphically intensive at the moment. I mean, given that bear bear in mind that like things like the newest things like Cyberpunk right, right. are kind of designed to be run on a fucking Xbox 360. Do you know what I mean or whatever? Like <laughs> a fucking garbage version. But then run terribly, by the way. But well, we know this. But it's it's kind of this yeah. thing where I mean, the the 
texture details, the lighting, the sound, everything in Tarkov is like insanely. It, it's a beautiful game. Like it is incredible what they've done. Um, and but it the also doesn't. And like, I've textures. played it and it definitely doesn't feel optimized in a sense. Like it's like it's oh, not. No. It doesn't really care if you have a crappy graphics card. It's like yeah, you 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 can you can make it work. But yeah, it definitely needs a good graphics card. I I found you can run it. It runs on the 1080 no problem. I've been playing it for the last few days. Um, and I've sent the 2080 off to be repaired. And Marco, my PC guy, is he ordered the parts. He's, he's ordered some more fans for it. Oh. It's going to take about a month and a half Marco. to get here. Marco. Because, sadly, they're going to have to come from China. There's nowhere else we can get them. We've tried sourcing them. The ones that we want to replace, uh, brand new. You can get a lot of secondhand ones on eBay. No thanks. They're they're all, like, because of this graphics card shortage, I, I was thinking about buying an upgrade. I thought, well, fuck it. If it's not working, I'll upgrade to a new graphics card. Impossible. I was not aware of just how bad it is. And Marco was telling me he tried to buy a graphics card. I think it was on Scan or Overclockers or something like that. And they went on sale at, like, 11. He called it, like, five past. And at that point, he was already like number 1,000 in the queue wow. of like, you know, to, to, to buy one. So it was like, yeah, you're on the list, but we just don't, we just sold out like instantly. So people out there are just fucking buying everything. It's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, nuts. And I, I, I think it's Bitcoins. Is that the thing? I don't know, but I'm so enough? glad that Bitcoin is going up, not because I actually own one, but because my Bitcoin farm in Tarkov made like 720 grand yesterday just off one bitcoin which you're uh, virtually farming bitcoin yeah, yeah which uh, yeah, uh, to uh, me well, is think... great it finances a lot of my <laughs> it uh, does. my subsequent runs i think it's actually to do with uh taiwan being shut down like the factory where they make some key components or some key thing being shut down because of coronavirus i think that's what actually is is caused the shortage i i think the bitcoin thing is part of it um but i don't think it's it's the the the, the, the overriding factor yeah, so I mean that's that. I mean Bitcoin. Are you guys, are you how's did you how's your Bitcoin done? Because it's gone up crazy. It's it's crazy Bitcoin. I moment. didn't. I, I don't have any Bitcoins. I don't really understand them. I don't. I don't have like any investments like that. It's just um, it's well, all alien. Well, I think alien I, I could I could probably say it's going to keep going up until you understand it, and then as soon as you understand it and buy Bitcoin, that's when it's going to. No, peak I would it's... never buy one. I just no, but don't, that's why. Again, but I just that's why there's a signal. Do you see enough. what I mean, though? Yeah. That's you're the you're the you're the the goat in the coal mine or whatever, canary. You're the you're the, the goat. Well, the, the goat. goat in the bear cave or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean at the mouth of the bear cave? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You're, Is that what they used to do? I just well, invest in stuff them. like, like, well, that's to say I don't really invest in anything. But like, if I were to invest, I would invest in something I understand. Like there, there's a there's a hemp farm um, that's going up in Jersey that is open for people to invest in. And I thought, sure. I mean, it's, you know, that's an industry that's just forever growing, it feels like. Like this, oh my is, God. this is for medicinal. A hemp farm. That's yeah. amazing. It's for medicinal, um, medicinal sort of purposes. Did, um, where did you find out about this hemp farm business opportunity? And tell um, me more from Shady Tim uh, down at the. <laughs> no, I, uh, it was in the. It was in the paper actually. It's like um, they just they just approved some legislation for this to actually happen, and um, they're it's they're raising like five million pounds, I think, and then they're gonna li they're gonna list it on the stock market. Like this is the. This is the the plan, and um, this is going to because we got a, the perfect climate here apparently for for growing it. 
um for Hem. some months of the year and then for the other other months it's just going to be done like indoors or whatever um but yeah so no, it's it, like kind of so exciting i guess i hope hopefully it's like a step towards uh you know legalizing it further so that you know um, well i mean hemp is, can, is um, not the, exactly the same as marijuana is it i mean they it's are not like, but like i think there's the 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 stuff that they're harvesting like for the oils and stuff like that is is pretty pretty close right like i think i don't know really it's yeah all the i mean same. It's all the same hemp stuff. is a very hippie product, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. like a kind of like you you see like an expensive shop will make like hemp toothbrushes and hemp bowls sure, and hemp yeah, shampoo yeah. and yeah. hemp like hemp backpacks and hemp sh- sh- sandals. Do you know what I mean? It'll yeah. be it'll be there'll be a fancy shop that will be open for a year maybe before it goes out of business in some high street somewhere. Sure, they, they don't tend to stick around. It's, it seems like it's this always. Someone... I don't think this is for this is for more like the CBD stuff, you know, which is always like uh, sold so you said out hemp, everywhere. But you meant you meant like well, that's what they're weed. calling it. They're calling it a hemp right. farm. Um, okay. But obviously they're they're doing the other stuff. I they think it's are, just. Right. <laughs> I don't think they want to call it like uh, you know the Jersey marijuana farm because it doesn't have like a nice ring to it because they are trying to actually attract old people to invest in it, right? So right. And so to, you like, lure them in down. with the idea that it's like knitting and yarn and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's... no, I'd say it's more like I, they're they're pretty upfront about it being like uh, off the back of this like medicinal um legislation that's i honestly sips don't planning. think that old folks are that against weed like i mean some of the old some of some are sure but i think if i spoke to my parents about it and said you know would you would you like this doobie yeah. um i wouldn't doobie. say it like that no would you like a doobie father i don't think anybody's necessarily against it but it's like you know they have to make it palatable right like they they're not they they're not gonna make they're not gonna make well, this enterprise like uh steeped in stoner culture because it's not appealing to like you know a guy wearing no, a not, blazer trying I, to do uh <laughs> trying to do tps reports and do i'm not sure they should like have a backwards, backwards cap on and be graffitiing no. yeah. jersey weed farm in yeah. bright green spray paint i'm just saying that it's like jersey <laughs> weed farm <laughs> i think you want to I think you want to call it like fucking. Um, you want to. You want to be when you pitch your thing. You have to be honest about what you're doing. And if they're calling it a hemp farm, then I assume that somewhere in the blurb they're saying that they are going to be growing CBD and stuff like this rather than it just yeah. being like well that's what um, it, it is yeah but it's entirely hidden from sight no no it's not at all like it's very very upfront about what it's because you might be just investing in a rope farm sips which doesn't feel very no modern. no no I no I would not invest in a rope farm I can make my Do you know own what rope. it all comes down to is that these people, these olds, as they are now, voted for years uh, and, and were like, no, you can't legalize weed. Oh, no, it's awful. Society will fall apart. Oh. And then as soon as they realize it's good for arthritis, legalize weed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels like oh, that yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah, they should legalize it. Well, and, and now that there's a clear, a clear way for them to, uh, to, to make some decent money from it, too. Whereas before, I don't think it was, um, they didn't have... It, it was i think it was like always like a sketchy proposition you know back then like if if it was going to be legalized or whatever how would people how would it be regulated how would it be controlled what are the type of people that you'd be doing business with and all that kind of stuff i think all, all that's come along a lot i, I honestly too. think we should uh, 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 most of the old grandmas that i've ever met have always been oh a bit, bit anxious about this theory and i think they could do with a, just a chill out kind of smoke of a little yeah. you know a little spliff you know they could 
could do with a little toke. Yeah. Just saying. We don't need to give him like a full on bubble bong and stuff. Buy your grandma a bong this year for Christmas. <laughs> Just get her get her a big bong too. Get her like a I think she'd get that on her own though. Yeah. I think the point is you'd hook her up with some like you'd teach her like one time and then you'd come back next month and she'd have like been on the internet and ordered like a fucking mega weed yeah. load or something. Just a, a mega weed. weed yeah. A mega uh, load. You know what, she my, drank my five with... pints of weed the other day. <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> My issue with weed has never been whether to legalize it or not, because it, it's a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Like, you can't have alcohol legal and, and say that weed is... I, yeah, they I are, agree. They are similar, I think. They are but very anyway, similar, yeah. Um, the, the problem I have with weed is people who are really, really into it, that's, like, their whole thing. Yeah. That becomes their whole personality is fucking leaves <laughs> on their shirts and pictures of weed, pictures of Bob Marley... All they fucking talk about is getting high. It's all they want to do. They got bongs all over. And the in, house. A, in a really Boring. weird way, I know people who are like that with alcohol as well. Like not maybe not so much like you know what I mean, but like drinking a lot, talking about drinking a lot. Like their whole life revolves around drinking. Just, yeah, that's somehow. their whole personality. Is like yeah. that, that's all they have to say really yeah. is, is about weed. Like it, it, it takes over their You're life. You're right. There is that cultural conspiracy. You know, Especially everyone knows weed, someone though, who it's... is like a. Stereotypical stoner, even yeah. even now, yeah, like it definitely feels like that's the case. It just makes them very boring. And to be honest with you, when people are really high, they're even more boring. Yeah, they just say less. They just sit there a lot of the time. Yeah, I don't it's think. Like, it, I think like it's just boring. That's all. It is. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I think the the fact that alcohol is is legal and people can just get completely pissed and stuff is. Maybe more dangerous. It feels like, like yeah, yeah it, it, inhibition. Yeah. The 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 effect on your inhibition is definitely, um, I don't know, exaggerated. I guess it is. Uh, it is compared really to bad. weed, which just makes you want to have a nap and eat eat more Doritos than you'd normally eat. Before we continue, this week's episode of the Triforce Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Uh, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we've let ourselves go a little bit during lockdown. And if you guys think it's getting a bit untamed down there, maybe you could use a bit of spring cleaning. I can recommend Manscaped. They sent us all uh, a great little package, the perfect package, and I've been maintaining my package with Manscaped. You could get 20% off and free shipping using the code Triforce at manscaped.com. There is also now a cologne available. It's a signature scent. I think it's quite nice. It's light, approachable, and gentlemanly. So yeah, it's uh, as we as we move on, maybe you haven't seen anyone for ages and you've forgotten what interacting with other people looks like. Get yourself cleaned up before you start going outside again. Thank you very much to Manscaped. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code TRIFORCE at manscaped.com. You can look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. TRIFORCE, manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping. Please, please support the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Uh, on with the show. So, like, for, for example, though, like, if you were to invest in something, right? Yeah. Like, what, what, like, and I gave you, like, you know, there was, like, hemp farm, you know, maybe like a graphics card manufacturer. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> like, you know, maybe like something like, what What would you, would you, like one thing that, for example, I've always thought was fun is, do you remember when we went to Seattle Sips yeah. um, with, with Valve mm -hmm. and we went to a board game cafe Oh, that in was nice, yeah. Seattle. I liked that, yeah. It was a kind of cool place. It was like a board game shop, They did really, really good grilled cheese sandwiches there too, remember? Exactly. We had one like every time we went. And we went a couple times and they basically had like a, it was almost like a large pub restaurant in the back yeah and you could 
kind of buy a board game and play it in there or you could just like or like rent one for like two or four quid or something it was very expensive and just sit around drink have a few drinks play a board game with people it was quite well lit it wasn't yeah, too yeah. noisy no, in there, it, like, it was nice acoustics. actually the booths were really good like you it felt was, like, like quite, you were just locked in with your group you didn't it was just like well designed yeah it didn't feel like overwhelming you know i think it could easily be like a lot of these board game cafes that i've been to are very sticky like the games are like really old and really sure. shabby and they, you, yeah, you're almost like in a, in a certainly in a post-COVID world, you're like, oh god, um, I'm dragging out this board game, and I'm like, oh god, I find do the I want to like difference? Like, like okay, take that place for example. It's it, it was in the middle of nowhere, right? Remember how like difficult it was to get out there? We didn't really have a car at our disposal, so we were kind of like either had to take a taxi there or relied on people to like drive us out there or whatever. Because it it's was true, it, it was in the middle of nowhere, but. It's more accepted in America for stuff to be out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. And a byproduct of that means that the place that this is it, this is in, like the actual physical building itself, is much more generous, right? Like it was huge. There was not only was there like the restaurant bit where with like big tables where you could play the games. There was like private rooms that if you were having a party or whatever. Remember we went with Jeff and like and a bunch oh, of people. Yeah. They had that like that private room in the back that had like a like a hearth and everything. It was nuts. You're right. Oh my but, god, I forgot about that. At the front, that. it had that huge store. Remember where you could buy all the games and they had like the pickup desk where you would like check out a game to play. Like they had thousands of games. But this place was huge. Like, I mean, if you if you think think about how big it was, it was like probably about as big as like an average size supermarket in the UK. Right. And you just wouldn't yeah. get that. You just wouldn't get a place like that in the UK because I feel like uh, real estate is at such a premium over here, like especially in Jersey. It just wouldn't have the same effect. It would be small. I There'd be two tables. Cafe, It'd be cramped it had, as shit. Oh yeah, it had, it had three tables. Yeah, board yeah, game yeah. Cafe in the middle of Bristol, and I was like, "The fuck? Yeah. Like, how this, can you even the, make your profit this, on that?" The stuff it works in America because I think the scale is just so much bigger, and they have more what space. It, it just I works think it better. Felt, what it reminded me of, I guess, was when I used to live in Doddinghurst in this little village in in Doddinghurst. That's where we live. That's where, I, that's where I grew up in Essex, Doddinghurst. Nice. And obviously, it was a little village had its own. Like, have they little got a blue plaque? DH for life. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you um, do the gang signs. Oh my god! It did have it did have like a gang. You don't want to know about that. That's nice. another story entirely. But um, there was like a village hall in the middle of the village. But because the village was sort of fairly spread out, you know, you'd end up having to drive there, and so everyone would drive to the village hall, and and it sort of felt like that sort of sites, right? Like the board game. You know, you'd sometimes go to clubs or things at the village hall, and they'd have like you know, like I don't know, like there'd be some some event there and it would be it was almost like the same size as this thing and it wasn't but it wasn't too big sips to feel like it was some sort of warehouse or some weird like like gaming event space you know it wasn't like going to some sort of um gaming tournament or whatever like i've been to magic the gathering big tournaments or some of these tournaments sure. sort of warhammer tournaments where there's a huge vast arena with tables just stretching into the distance you know in, in these straight lines it felt like a like a bar restaurant but anyway was that something that you would invest in i'm interested no not a not a gaming place like that i wouldn't i wouldn't personally invest in something like that because i don't see I feel like a place like that is something that you run because it's also your hobby and you have a community I of friends see. or whatever that would use it. And then you'd make more friends like, uh, you know, people who are really into it or whatever. Like if it was if it was that, then, yeah, you know, if I was really into board games and I love playing board games, I wanted to create a space for myself to play board games with my friends and stuff. Yeah, for sure. 
I would, I would invest in something like that, but just like mm. solely just to be like a, like a silent partner, just to make money or whatever. I don't think there's much money to be made there. You know, like there's what, in a board game club. Yeah. I think there's enough yeah. to keep it running or whatever, but you're not going to be like, you know, buying a super yacht off the back of your board game club profits <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, not every investment needs to be, I'm going to be a billionaire. No, of course not. But I'm like, when I'm think when I, when, like, when I think about investments, I want to like make some money, you know, like I, it's, you know, like stuff that's stuff that I would do for fun or whatever. I wouldn't really see that as an investment. Like maybe you could, right. you can kind of cut it as like an investment in like, you know, happiness and enjoyment or whatever. And, and you can justify it that way. And like, I'm sure I could justify it that way. But if I was actually serious about investing in something, I'd want to just invest in like something that was growing, that was likely to, you know, make some money or whatever. Um, that's why like, I, that's why I thought that this Jersey marijuana uh, farm could, could actually make some money. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like this stuff is growing, like legislation comes out and like, you know, opens it up more and it grows more and could make more money sort of thing. Like I thought it was, like a pretty dude a pretty I, good I, thing i mean, you know? I mean i'm sign me up baby where do i where do i game stop this the, to the mood rocket rocket to mars <laughs> yeah, baby. No, it was just in the, it was just in the paper it was just in the in the local paper they're like they've already raised uh, three million they need to like raise two more investors. million and then they're and then they go on to the stock market and then they're gonna just grow weed and um, they're going to make all sorts of oils and shit for your arth arthritis, eye drops, you know. Did you invest? No, I haven't. No, I, I want to, though. I want I'm Send me the clipping. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm I, interested. I want to yeah. get out to Jersey eventually and just live in a tax haven. And Yeah, know. man. It's like the way forward for sure. I mean, you do have to pay income tax. Like, don't be fooled. Like, there is still tax to be paid. And uh, and big social bills as well. You've got to pay a lot of social over here. But um, the, like the corporate tax savings great and also you can invest in weed now too so well so it's looking up well i think one of the things we always were interested in doing with with you was trying to find a partner who sells chocolate milk right on jersey <laughs> yeah i don't know I if that's like, um i mean jersey dairy happened. does a chocolate milk they actually, we never managed to like no. get in touch with the right people to yeah. like get a chocolate milk that we could market as like because I want to drink Jersey chocolate milk. And it's I need really to find... good. It's it's like it's it's UHT milk though. Like it's you know, oh. it's not like fresh chocolate milk. Well, I mean it is, but it's you know. Well, that's fine though. So if you know, we've got to ship it out to people. It's a, it's it's a, it's really popular in China. Apparently, their biggest customer, Jersey Dairy's biggest customer, is um. Is a country is... that's famous for its lactose intolerance. For, really? Yeah, China, yeah. No, apparently, like even on the cartons and stuff, a lot of it is like um. A lot of like is, the information is has is is like you know written in English and then in like Mandarin as well. Like apparently it's huge over there. You'd They're be making surprised. a ton like, of money. Sometimes the way businesses happen is they there's like a cheese a local cheese manufacturer or something like this, and you talk to the person who runs it because sometimes I meet these random people, and ninety percent of their cheese just goes straight to China or Japan or some yeah, weird yeah. market. Yeah, there's and some so weird. There's, it's like just a they. I, I think bizarre. it's just one of those things, you know. There's it is bizarre. A it's lot like of the, people like over someone, there, and there's opportunities. Someone talks to someone, and they're interested, and they they want a supply, but they obviously are supplying an entire chain of supermarkets or something. And so yeah. as a result, yeah. it's like way more than you could deliver. And yeah, suddenly yeah. you're just entirely making cheese for this really odd market. But you can't really turn it down, you know, if you're a business owner. Sure. Yeah. You know, I you know, I had two and a half bitcoins a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I bet yeah. you're kicking yourself now. That would have been. I sold them for two and a half grand each. Yeah, they're worth what I think all in like you're like now they're it's like 
a hundred grand or something. Fifty to sixty thousand dollars there each, or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, for both of them, you. Well, would, it was, uh, it was like only two and a half grand about a year ago, though. Well, actually, PFLEX, because remember it had that big dip, didn't it? After, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, when when I was given them, a, a fan tipped them to me. He was like, "Sent you some bitcoins." I was like, "Wow." Oh my and god. He must be thinking, oh, "Why did I get paid? My bitcoins gave me two and a half bitcoins. Yeah, that's they crazy. They were worth like." 80 or a hundred dollars at the time. Okay, but I don't get like, okay, so you have some Bitcoins. How do you sell them? Like, where do you sell them? Is it just <laughs> like there a are, website? There are websites, or? yeah. So there, this there's is always, there's, the ghost's getting lots of pulled into orders. the bear cave. No, but I, I, there's, there's, so, be the there's so many happens. things sell, that I just sell, don't sell, understand, sell. you know? Like, it's just, so what, where they, do they, they exist? How? Who wants to buy to, them? Like, where do you sell them? Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. There, there are websites out there. Right. All right, PFLAX is ultra short explanation of Bitcoin, go. Yeah. Actually, could you do it in the voice of Twitch chat as well? As if Twitch chat were explaining to Sips. because I don't know what I'm going to say <laughs> okay pretend i'm streaming right now flax okay chat i've got three bitcoins what do i do now i, I don't know oh. <laughs> i don't know whether you should hold. i genuinely don't know Google like I, I i do not know like i know i know i know what you could do you could sign up to a website like there, there's a bunch of exchanges out there and basically people put buy orders people put sell orders and they've got your bitcoins so you sort of sign in you put your bitcoin wallet code in or whatever they have your bitcoins you sell them, those then go into the blockchain and now they belong to someone else and you get the money. And they, I, when I sold mine, I got like $6,000 or whatever and I withdrew that money to my account and that was that. That's it. Um, I don't know what else you can... I mean, apparently you can buy a Tesla with them according to Elon Musk, um, but you couldn't buy a pizza with them or pay a bill with them or pay your rent with them. They're purely speculation. And the whole idea was that of, oh, Bitcoins, oh, it's all gonna take, oh, right, you okay, know, wait, so if Bitcoins. you've got a Bitcoin and you yeah. and you wanna sell it for 60 grand, somebody yeah. is willing to buy it for 60 grand. Apparently. No matter the day, the time, whatever. I wake well, up at three in the morning the and I'm value, like, yes. I gotta sell this Bitcoin. Somebody is waiting, yes. frothing at the mouth, ready to... Work. That's how buy orders work. So people right. put a buy order in at a certain price, and it'll show you the current price of Bitcoin, and then it'll show you what, you know, this is what, if you sold it now, this is how much you could get. Like, that's the buy order that we could fulfill. Right. So someone's put a buy order saying, I want to buy X number of Bitcoins at this price or, or lower. Right. Right? This is my max. Okay, so, so, so these buy orders might not be the actual... Uh, price that it's worth though like it might be worth 60 grand but the buy order might be like 50 grand so like no 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 oh no. it'll be close it, to yeah yeah because right. it's 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 that's its price like when it shows you the price of bitcoin is 58 but whatever, like, so this like, person who's buying it for 60 grand if it never goes up again then they just lose money right like yeah but i mean that, that's but how the i guess stock they'll works. spend all of like, their time trying to um make it go up again like uh um, yes, exactly. which is how you reddit, know it's a posting bubble. on reddit and stuff yeah. yeah well so so i mean obviously uh these things are much like any asset which is limited in terms of how many there are there can only ever be 21 million bitcoins so the point is that it, it, how how much it costs to generate bitcoin i think i think bitcoin currently uses more power than i think something like Venezuela or something at the moment. It's like a huge amount of yeah, power it's, it's goes into generating. I, th I think Bitcoin. it's actually Argentina. Oh wait, is so there's Argentina? only 21 well, yeah. million. Have they all been mined or no? no. Oh right. So, okay. so it's exponentially them. harder to get them, and that means that the cost of making them will always increase. So eventually, to make a new Bitcoin, it will cost sixty thousand, so or, or eighty thousand. It'll keep going as much as in the same way that it costs. There's only so much gold or silver in the right. Earth's crust, and it and, costs okay, more to and get it. If you're mining a Bitcoin, so like, yeah, uh, I presumably you buy a bunch of graphics cards or something. You get you need a lot of processing power. 
Yeah. What, how, like, you know, do you just wake up one morning and on your screen it says, you mind a Bitcoin, like, like if you're lucky enough? or uh, Essentially, yeah. Like, yes, yes. So so it tracks how much work you've put into the generating that Bitcoin. And so gives it's you like a, a lottery in a way. Like you're just... No, no, it's not a lottery. No, so, it's, so... it's a lottery where you can buy and force a certain number of tickets in your favor. And then when it comes in, you get a share of the prize pool rather than just one guy. All right. So people fire. know when the next one is going to be mined. And oh, depending yeah. on how much effort you've put into helping mine that, you get a cut of it. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so then it's so it's once it's mined, um, it's it's just available to be purchased by no, some. No. Oh, right. You, get, you, you own it at that point. It's in your wallet. So, so you own a percentage of that Bitcoin. So you, for instance, a Bitcoin is not literally a one or a zero. Like you can have 0.2 of a Bitcoin or right. 0.007 of a Bitcoin or whatever. It's it's a bit weird like that, but you, you can divide it but up into it chunks. Always at and, the whatever price it's at now. So there's a so so a millionth of a Bitcoin is called a Satoshi, which is like um, named after the 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 the, pos, the person who may or may not exist. The, the pseudonym of the the, the pseudonym of the creator of, of the code of Bitcoin originally. And there's a lot of people who theorize it's a, it's a it's, it's an open mystery of of who it is. A few people and have admitted people, to be it. Some people have claimed. A few that they people are have the claimed that they know who it was. There's a few suspects. No, no, there there are people who've outright claimed that it was them oh, as right. well. Yeah, right. I know because Mrs. F worked with one of these guys. Like she had to do a job for him, and it was like this guy claimed that he'd invented Bitcoin, like that, and publicly. So right. there, there are people out there who claim that they're Satoshi, and other people like you're full of shit. So it's a weird one, right? And there are people like the guy who forgot the password to his fucking hard drive or whatever that had his bitcoins on or his his USB stick or whatever, and you know he he so supposedly they're locked on there. There was a guy who threw away an old computer and it had his bitcoins on, and he's been digging around in the in the tip looking for it for years. There's all kinds of stupid bitcoin stories. So the, so the idea is that the, the process of generating new bitcoins also processes all of the transactions, right? So it's kind of a self-fulfilling thing, right? right? All the servers that are used to trans to, to deal with all the complicated shit is is part and parcel of the mining a new one, right? So right. you're kind of it is very clever, but it's the issue clever. is what the fuck is a bitcoin worth other than the fact that you had to pay to generate it? Well, it's but, like yeah, well, this has to be worth something because it does limited. give it a baseline, though. You know, it, it is worth. Yeah, but if, what what the fuck is it good for? Come on, the only thing it's good for is for people to un untrackably spend and move money. That is not a positive thing. That well, is a Bitcoins very bad are trackable. Thing. I mean, there are cryptocurrencies that are untrackable, but Bitcoins, you can see where the wallets are and where the Bitcoins go. But do you know who's that, who that wallet is? Like, is there any way of saying, I know exactly whose wallet that is? That's Tim from up the road. There are ways to figure it out, apparently, um, and stuff. And so it, it's not as then private Then why do they as... use it for drug deals so much? Well, I think they use some other ones, like Monero and stuff are used more for that kind but of thing. But there are those guys that do ransomware attacks and demand Bitcoins. Uh, like, send us two Bitcoins. Now, how do well, you... Also, okay, they, so, like, how do you how do you then obtain two Bitcoins to then uh, fulfill the ransom if that's, like, what you were going to do? I'm asking is, you for could, a friend. But, but, but listen, you could see where those Bitcoins went and were spent eventually, though, right, as well. So you could see... I mean, it, it goes through systems, but for example, if someone tried to buy a Tesla with a load of stolen Bitcoins, you'd know that the stolen Bitcoins were the ones that right. were used, and you'd be but able to say, okay, the Tesla turned up on this guy's doorstep. Where did he get these Bitcoins? You know, there is a way to... Presumably, it's all you could public, just have right? a bank account in some fucking dodgy place where it's untraceable, like, or it's fucking Switzerland or whatever, where once the money's gone in, nobody else gets to see it and all that kind of shit. There must be a way, otherwise criminals wouldn't be using it. 
Well, yeah, there must be a, 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 a way that you could you can get away with it. I don't know what that is though, um, and I don't know how complicated it is. I'm not an expert, but I, I, I like I like the I think Bitcoin really is an alternative form. It's, it, we're in a digital age. It feels like you know there was this thing that happened in Venezuela where they they had their currency explode or whatever, and RuneScape gold was worth more than their currency, and people <laughs> were. Right. I'm not saying people were actually like using RuneScape gold to make trades in the street kind of thing, but it felt like it was a safer place for their money than the currency. And I think that people are, we are living in this post-truth world of like, of kind of madness and worry and fear and people not trusting in governments, people not trusting in financial systems. Look at the stock, look at the Reddit thing. You know, it's this, this definite sentiment that the, the, the existing, you know, hedge funds and banks are all just gaming the system. And so, you know, do you, do, do you want to invest in the stock market? Probably not. Do you want to invest in... Like, do you want to have your money sat there in pounds? Probably not. Do you want to invest in a weed farm? Maybe. Do you want to do you want to put your money somewhere? Put it in Bitcoin. It feels like it's at least real estate. Put at it least in real estate. At least yeah, Bitcoin I think real feels like it's kind of the classic safe move, isn't it? It only goes up, really. Yeah. I mean, over time, it only goes up. But but most I mean, people, as much as Bitcoin can fucking how much do you have to have to put into real estate? Like, like I, if you've I got, know like, what's happened here. You've read a thing about how great Bitcoin is, and now you're a convert. I'm not, you're like a disciple of Bitcoin. Honestly, you think it's Flex, the best thing ever. Um, I, Lewis has always been like a big fan of Bitcoin. I remember years ago, like when he came over to visit, we were sitting outside in the sun, and he was talking about. Bitcoin for like I'm not even joking. It was like six hours. It's true. And like I own loves, zero. He loves bitcoins. <laughs> I own. I don't own a single <laughs> satoshi of Jeez. Bitcoin. No, don't own any Bitcoin. Hmm. I just think it's. I think it's bullshit. And I think for a long time, a lot of very dodgy people have been involved in it. It's too. It fluctuates far too much. Um, essentially, the idea that people could just fucking decide one day to just sell all their fucking bitcoins. Think what that would do. Like the currency doesn't move as quickly as Bitcoin does, and that's a good thing. And also, what if the government wanted to do things like quantitative easing, which is a genuine good thing for for the governments need to do sometime? How do they do that? They have no control. Bitcoin by democratizing it, I think you'd fuck up the economic systems. The idea that this would liberate it. Why are you trusting everybody out there who's holding bitcoins to do the right thing? It's ridiculous. But there's always been. There's always been. For as long as there have been systems, there has been people who are skeptical of the systems and don't trust the systems. And you have to have those people to keep the system clean, right? You have to have. You, you do have to have, like, there's always been people who've been keeping money under their bed and, or, you know, <laughs> buying gold coins yeah. and burying them in a fucking wood. It's been, there's always been these people and there's always going to be these people. And Bitcoin is just the latest version of people feeling like they need to protect themselves. Because a lot of people's idea of what quantitative easing is, is just causing, you know, printing vast amounts of money and destroying a currency because you know every fiat currency ever has gone to zero you know so why why have this why have your investment in something which can just the government could just balloon at any t- any point when you could have it in something where there's a limited amount you know it's like this it's like there are 21 million bitcoins if you own one bitcoin you're you're you know that's that's more than there's there's th- four billion people in the world you know you know so you're four billion well, how many like seven billion how many now, people eight billion and eight, eight and a billion. half I think now there's like there's like eight well it's like there's four, like just twenty three. million people in the world out there there's a lot of people there's a bitcoin for everybody there's imagine at least you a dozen one... people out there I'm I'm sure of it <laughs> I'm just there's plenty I'm, of bitcoins I'm, to I'm go around I'm talking shit I'm talking shit but I'm basically looks out window say... there's like three people in the world they just walk past my window I don't know it's like it feels like I don't know feels like like you actually own something i don't know it's i'm not really a convert because i guess if but i i feel like it's 
there's a, there's this there's a sentiment right out there where people are want to try something different and it's i think it is as easy as buying like path of exile doing path of exile trade sips you just log into a website and you just do it and then you have bitcoins in your wallet you know it's not like yeah. it's not like completely difficult to do and i, I sure. also think that what we've got is um i think the mainstream have caught on and i think a lot of big investment houses a lot of big banks and and people who manage huge amounts of money for people have put one percent of their portfolio in bitcoin you know and so that's that's made it huge and i think that will always keep it you know at a certain i think it's it's got over this threshold where it isn't um kind of just play monopoly money anymore it is it is worth something things are worth something to people if they think they're worth something um mm. And so I think that, in in a sense, it is a it is a token. It is a, a a fake. It's not real. It doesn't represent anything. It's just some numbers. But it is to to some people they like it as a compa- like a way to compare value. And I, I I don't know. Like as a currency, I just think I think because people have hooked onto it. I'm not sure about all the others. I, that's what I'm more dubious about. I don't really understand why all the others are so successful as well. I assume it's just people hedging their bets and thinking, oh, maybe maybe someone's going to adopt Bitcoin as the official currency of some thing and i don't know like are we are we gonna get to a point where we have credit cards and we just beat them and they they pay for everything in bitcoin you know do, when you get paid Scary. your paycheck well, like, uh, but it's like, not a full this, bitcoin though it's like could be like a happen? fraction of a bitcoin that's worth yeah like, of course it would be. oh yeah because it'd yeah. be like i mean essentially the the point is yes you can talk about fiat currencies all you like and all the rest of it but i i really hope this doesn't become a thing i really sincerely hope this doesn't become the global currency because i think it would be a fucking disaster it's it's tricky right i think the big problem is is that you know what we've learned it's supposed to be what we're supposedly supposed to have learned over the last 50 years is that you know you the government needs tools to mess with the currency of their country very and, much and, and, in and order if we to... do away with that i mean for example what what they had to do you know when you have runaway inflation they go what was it? I think it was in Brazil. I think they might be on the Real. I could be wrong. Someone could look this up. But essentially, their old currency was so bad that the cost of a loaf of bread was going up by like, you know, 50 grand a day or whatever. So your money was worthless. Like it was like in the the old days of, uh, you know, Germany when you had a wheelbarrow of cash to buy a loaf of bread and all that kind of stuff. So they created a new currency and they set the baseline price according to the cost of everyday things. So like, all right, so one Real is one loaf of bread. So if you have they one real, you can buy one They did this in Rome, actually. And yeah, that was one of the main things that everything. caused a problem in Rome. Because these things just don't work. People will find a way. It's like the classic story of the fucking people paying in India for the snakes. You know, it's like, oh, you know, bring a snake to us and we'll pay you a dollar, you know, to get rid of the snakes. And suddenly everyone's making snake farms. And so <laughs> they're cashing in tens of snakes every day <laughs> and then they're like okay we can't pay a dollar for snakes anymore so all these snake farms just release all the snakes and there's hundreds Man, of snakes go, everywhere can you imagine that's not what's gonna happen how, how much more interesting the hip-hop scene would be if currency was snakes like you you had like all these guys <laughs> like driving around in cars with like a million snakes in the back seat and like all around them and stuff that'd be kind of yeah, cool vi- the videos of them holding up loads of snakes <laughs> instead of just benjamin look <laughs> at all these snakes yo i got these snakes they got like a penthouse they, in Manhattan and just these big snake vats like everywhere. <laughs> like that bit in Raiders of the Lost Ark where he's underground, there's all the fucking snakes and there's, there's Biggie Smalls. Yeah, I got the fucking snakes. Oh, he's got man. loads of them around his neck instead of gold chains. Fucking it's not snakes. like a vault full of money, it's just a vault full of snakes. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Don't go in there. 
I, but, but they did it recently with carbon capture as well. So there was they had this idea of carbon capture credits. Like if you didn't, you know, if you created these things, which basically were like to do with like processes that use less CO2, then you would you would um, be able to redeem these carbon capture credits and get tax free or save money or whatever. And what they found was that these companies were just manufacturing chemicals that were, you know, really awful chemicals. And, you know, just in order to get free carbon capture credits in the same way. Right. And so it was it was like people can't help but play the game and you can never really predict it when you start messing with markets like that. It's it's really difficult. You have to be so right. vigilant. But I will say overall. this, if at least the system we've got, obviously, it's not perfect. And as you say, some people are always going to fuck with it, but it has got us this far. It's it's generally we, we it could be improved. Definitely. But I don't think we need to just sack the whole thing off and put our faith in something as shaky as Bitcoin. I think it would be a big mistake. This, the, all the institutions and the systems that we've got more or less work with what we've got now. And whilst there is huge disparity in wealth and there's fuck Wall Street and all that shit, that can be fixed with regulation if there's a brave enough government to come in and do it. If there's a collective will globally to say, right, let's fucking get this under control, that could be done. It doesn't need to chuck it all in and say, Bitcoin will save us because because there's a limit on the number that can be mined and then blah, blah, blah. So like, fuck off. Like, can we just fix what we've got instead of coming up with some new bullshit that people are making a shitload of money out of by tricking everyone into thinking, oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Everybody fucking buys Bitcoin. The price goes up and then they sell. What a fucking surprise. It's the classic pump and dump scheme and it can... Uh, no, you're a completely. I completely agree. Um, we can't help it. We love board games. We love video games. We try and game everything. Everyone tries to game everything all the time. And there's some people who devote their whole life to weird shit. Like I was reading a thing this week um, about like because the, you know there's to be these parish council meetings which happen on. The, the, it's all oh been my in the god, news. wasn't that unpleasant? All that, the, that, all the... that guy whose kid was shouting, "Read the word rules or whatever. Read the standing order." Just yelling, "Calm the fuck down, dude." Guy you, whose kid? A... That guy was older than you. No, no, no. There, there was him. His son was also there shouting, and he. Yeah, but wasn't. his son was older than you. No, he wasn't. I thought he was a younger guy. He looked older than you. Christ, he was. Fucking... Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. He was. These guys are all ancient. These parish council fucking people. I, I, thought, mean, I thought it was the old dude, and then his son looked like he was maybe in his thirties or something like that. That's so, what I so back in back in the day, back in Doddinghurst, my dad's job, in fact, was the parish <laughs> back the to parish Doddinghurst. Oh, so he was the parish clerk of Doddinghurst. of Doddinghurst, right? And which was the only, I believe, it's the only paid, it's the only actual paid member of the the parish council so we paid three pigs and a bushel of oats yeah you don't get paid very much but i think it's like a kind of local accountant for the village and you sort of do things um i don't think you have that much power i don't think you're elected you're you're kind of an employee as a result and um but you have to deal with all these parish and i mean parish councils are this thing in uh, the right at the bottom of the fucking rung of decision making oh my god they quibble for six months over how to decide how to spend 200 pounds on whether this should be a new sign or not do you know what i mean it's 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 the the most the most petty it attracts these 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 awful people who you know in the village who are generally old busybodies and it's the kind of shit you see on I guess village Facebook groups you know or village um, WhatsApp groups where they they're, they're incredibly nosy and they complain about things like there's a, there's an unusual car been parking in my road right you know for the last last week as if as if that's something you call the police about you know um, and they're cr- incredibly upset about this this thing 
right? And these things are full of people complaining about mostly dog shit uh, in the, the local region, okay? Right. And there's always, like, I read this on the other day, but there's there's this great story. And people have stories about, like, what's going on. And there's usually local vigilantes dealing with the, the dog poo <laughs> in some way, right? And, like, like, the classic example is Wanksy, who was the guy who spray-painted dicks around potholes in the road. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. So he'd see a pothole in the road and to draw attention to it and get the council to fix it, he'd spray-paint a fluorescent massive cock around it. Um, yeah. And it would be hilarious, right? Um, and so... But, but, but other people have sort of taken his message on board. And so this one, one person has been... Every time they see a dog shit, they've been just spray-painting it with fluorescent yellow paint or whatever right, right. So it's I think that's to highlight the shit avoid i wish they do that over here man there's shit on the road all the time like oh, it's when awful. we when i walk my kids to school we're always looking down only down same you have to same. there's shit it's everywhere awful. you should you should get a spray paint just start spray painting start, it. and start, the other thing start so spray painting and shaming apparently one thing he did was um he spray paint he saw a guy who did it and was was walking away from the dog shit so he spray painted arrows all the way down the road point from the dog shit pointing to this guy's house nice <laughs> <laughs> which i just love the idea that's amazing of. and then someone else you know how when you go to nando's and you get a little flag in your fucking oh, I love um, that. Yeah. chicken that says like peri peri or chili and lime or whatever it, those little cocktail stick flags, they were putting them in the dog shits uh. um, as if they were like little sausages of uh. deliciousness. So oh, that makes me feel ill. <laughs> well, it does. Like you have to get quite close to the dog shit yeah, to do that's that. So right? Gross. But the, um, the thing is that there's a. It's. It's. I'm going to be honest with you. It's mostly old people, genuinely. Right. Because the old people that I see around here, it's just not a thing. When I, as a dog owner myself, we always take poo bags with us if. And quite often, if you see someone and the dog's in a poo and they're, they're looking in their pockets, they're like, oh, you like, go, oh, do you need a bag? Oh, thank you. It's like a thing. Like, all the dog owners I know around here pick up. But then you see some old fucker and they walk on their dog and their dog shits everywhere and they just walk on. That's crazy. This old lady that lived, this old lady that lived a few doors down from us, what she used to do when her dogs would poo in the backyard, she would put it over the fence into another garden. That's what do you mean? crazy. What do you, what do you mean? So she would actually pick it up. But, but she would put it over the fence. Right. This was, so her, she had two little dogs. How would she pick it up? I guess with a tissue or something like that. The fuck? But she would just drop it over the back fence. Now, her house backed onto a sort of communal alleyway. And one of our neighbours, the lady who lived next door to her, was like, it was the summer and she there was this awful smell. And she looked in the alleyway and there was like a mountain of dog shits. This lady had been doing it for months and probably years, just dumping them over what the fence. What the fuck and is they wrong just with some people? Up. They're old. They just, they, I mean, we would go in the house. Though, like, I know, but they They're fucking up, wasted. They're high on the Jersey weed farm's latest Man, hot I mean, buds. But, no, but honestly though, like Jamaican that, uh, that is worrying behavior that somebody acts like that. Dude, like, we, would, we had to go into their house one time to help her, her husband, who was even older than her, was very old lad. He was not in a good way. He'd fallen over and he couldn't get up. He obviously needed to be in a home. He would fall over like once a week and me and another neighbor would go and, and help this guy up. And the house stank of dog piss. Like the dogs were clearly just out of control, peeing and pooing wherever they wanted and nothing was it's being like done about it. It's like hell on earth. It's, it's sad. That's, it's sad that's, because that's honestly, awful, they, just, they just can't cope. They just can't cope. So uh, that's why I think a lot of the time it's 
old people because bending over might be too difficult or they just they've never picked up dog shit so they never do they don't even fucking notice it's almost always old people correct me if i'm wrong but um that's my experience i think we should start spray painting arrows in front of their houses in that case because then someone's gonna send them someone's gonna send some help around do you know what i mean yeah. they if, need help that's the if problem we, they if we can't st- handle it because when I sold this to Duncan, he was like upset because he thought sometimes his dog's done a shit and he will be like, oh, fuck, I forgot a poo bag. And he'll go back, get a poo bag and then go back and clean up the shit, right? Right. And he was said, if I came out and found that some guy had spray painted <laughs> an arrow to my house in the in the minute that I'd been rushing back, you yeah. know, I would feel terrible. And I was like, I don't think that is happening very often, though, right? I don't think... I think 99% of the people who leave dog shits outside are care. not thinking, oh, I'll yeah. come back and clean this up or are actually doing it, right? So what you can get is a little clip-on thing that goes onto the, the handle of the dog lead and it's like a roll of bags goes in that. So when you put the dog on the lead, <clears throat> you look at this thing hanging off the handle when you're putting your own hand, you can see whether you've got bags or not. It's the best thing because we, we've never gone out without a bag because of that, because we're like, oh, we're out of bags, put some more on the roll, job done. It's much simpler. It's it's it, it's not something you can really. There's no excuse for forgetting. I would say. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like, oh my god. Anyway, I thought I just thought that was like a little. I think oh it's my funny. god. By the way, I'm really looking forward to the comments this week regarding bitcoins. Uh, I'm looking forward to the comments regarding dog poo. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the comments regarding pretty much everything we've said. Uh, I just want to state for the record, this is not an educational podcast. I don't know if you've no, noticed. No, no, it's um, just, it's just, just a couple of a couple of old friends having a chat about. We're just this, that, and we are we, we we are barely aware of any of the the we're, we're we're old, but we don't oh, we're not wise. Um, yeah, and we, so, we I are. Mean, no, 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 I would I, say I, this I, for every every person out there that's correcting shit. I bet there's a load of gaps in their fucking knowledge. Do they just not talk about those things? They just keep still. Oh no, I only speak about things I know about. Well, then you can only talk about two fucking things: bitcoins and graphics cards. That's the entirety of your conversation. No, I'm not. not I can't talk about, talk about those else. things at all. I mean, I don't. I don't know shit about them. Graphics cards as well. I don't even know what graphics card I have in my computer right now. Like it's that bad. It's I just, don't know. It's, we're just talk, we're just talking it shit. It just works. We're just talking shit. That's anyway. It. Thank you everyone for listening <laughs> this week. Yep. Uh, it's uh, what a complex mess. We covered of it all: podcasts. local government, international finance, drugs, investments, <laughs> we- dog shit. <laughs> Oh done it all. <laughs> We've covered it all. Uh, Care for the elderly, space, board cars, games, yeah. board games, we did travel, video games. It's all out. It's, everything. it's been a roller coaster. Man, we've, we've, we've been, I, I feel like also we've solved a lot of the problems in the world as well. Just yeah, through having our a, expert a simple knowledge. chat. Just a, a simple little chat. Oh, my mum just nice. texted me. And hopefully me. we've filled one hour and 13 minutes or so. My mum's having her COVID jab today. That's oh, good. Man. Oh, man. Congrats. Well, congrats. Best of luck. I no. hope that she um, she doesn't like feel too sick and stuff from it. And um, I think it's about a 10% chance you get poorly. A friend of mine had it recently. I think uh, you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to get some like chills and stuff because no, no, it, that's how it works. A lot of people right? don't. A lot of people don't. Uh, some people get really feel really poorly for a day or so. But um, some people are just, just all right. Bounce. Well, she's she's calling me, so I am gonna have to go and okay. Check. Right, right, right. All right. See you. Goodbye, Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.